Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So at the end of our previous episode, the hero was about to rescue... Oh, wait, no, that, that's not the way that works, is it? Um, <laughs> when so, last time we left you, Batman was in serious trouble. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Um, all right, so the question that I had posed at the end of last week's episode was, who do you think could use a player like Claude Giroux before the trade deadline this season? And I said he should go back to Ottawa to be reunited with the police officer whose butt he grabbed. <laughs> it's like a match made in something. Something, yes. Mm-hmm. A match made in Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Who could use him? Mm-hmm. I Florida. Okay. I think surprisingly good fit in Florida because he can play winger center. You know, mm-hmm. he prefers to play center, but when they did move him over to wing, he did a very good job. So, and Florida has got a little bit of space and, you know, nothing like nothing, nothing helps more than depth. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, they were the first team that came to mind, but not my answer today. Dun, dun, dun. Similar vein to uh, Florida, I thought Carolina, maybe. Here's a good young team that has a lot of speed, so they don't need someone fleet afoot. But maybe could use some power play help. And that's why I'm landing on the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, they kind of have to do it this year, don't they? I'm getting a ton of kind of Gabrick vibes, like right player in the right place, but no one thinks about him there. Um, Minnesota, middle of the packed power play, but they're performing quite well. Pretty good defensively. Have young speed up front where he can be that second or third forward into the zone. He's producing um, pretty good numbers with uh, not-so-great teammates right now. Yeah. And couldn't Minnesota use someone who's a little more experienced playing center than what they have after Erickson Eck? Yeah, that would be good. And they really do kind of have to go for it this year, too. Mm-hmm. There's speeds on the outside. He could play the middle. Yeah. And they could probably make the cap number work. Cute. Knowing this would be purely a rental. I like it. Let's do it. Make it so. <laughs> yes. I mean, the only other option for me was Vegas, but the, I can't even galaxy brain that trade. You know what the funny thing is? I was kind of going, yeah, Vegas. How would they do it? If I can't think of how they would do it, they would find a way that would make my brain just melt to be able to do it. Yeah, how, how many players on LTIR do they have to acquire to make it happen? Exactly. <laughs> um, so I didn't really have an answer for this because my answer was kind of, well, any of the hockey men in, in hockey would trade for a hockey player. <laughs> yeah. It's just the details trying to make it work, right? Um, And for all I know, he could end up, say, in San Jose in a trade for a certain player that is not to be named. I don't think Philly wants that. 
Um, I don't remember what the list of. But does Comcast want that? And does Comcast happen to own a television channel that shows Sharks games? And would this just be moving money from one column in the ledger to another? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that that San Jose Sharks TV deal is brutal, and Hasso Plotner has tried everything he can to. No, wait a minute. Hasso Plotner has literally tried nothing. <laughs> any, like just like Cliff right? Fletcher. Oh wait, no. No, Fletcher no. Has done things. Right, but but stupid or not? Trying? Yeah, no. Hassel Plotner literally is doing nothing, other than I swear to heaven above that he bought this team and just put a stop loss on it and said, as long as you don't lose too much money, I don't care what you do because he can only be in the States 100 days, otherwise he starts getting tax implications and all this other crap. And You know how Uwe Boll made all of those really bad video game movies? Like Blood Rain and, you know, those types of things? He, he, he did that and made a profit off of every single one of them because the way the laws are written, there was tax loopholes for him to make those movies. And I swear that's what Oslo Plotner is doing with the Sharks. It's... Other- it's- that gif of of we're all out of ideas and we've tried nothing exactly <laughs> exactly so uh, back to the subject at hand no i don't i don't think the flyers want to deal with that i don't they already have enough chaos right now trying to figure out who in the world they are without bringing the baggage that said player brings with them and I'm not going to get into the allegations or you know the the familial stuff or whatever, but there is there is known publicity baggage that is going to come with that player, and I don't think the Flyers need it. So, you know, the reason this comes up, of course, was that reportedly there were six NHL teams scouting said player in his first NHL game or AHL game back. And reportedly, those were the Bruins, the Penguins, the Red Wings, the Predators, the Leafs, and Dallas. Yeah, I would... Him and Pittsburgh would be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Because not only would he have to deal with Crosby... (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine Ron Haxtell and Brian Burke climbing all up in your business and then Mario <laughs> no I think uh, Mario I, don't know. I think Mario stays I think Sid is is Mario's proxy uh, yeah you're probably right Mario's too busy out on the golf courses especially now that he's turned such a healthy profit off the sale Mm-hmm. It's probably God. buying golf courses that he needs to try. Seriously. I can't get a tee time on this course. Okay, I'm buying it. Um, or I need to get a tee time on this course to see if I want to buy it. Well, this is true, too. Um, Boston, I don't know. You know, without Chara there. You know? If it was if it was the holy crap trinity of Chera, Bergeron, and Marshawn, probably. But I think without the life-threatening gigantor scariness, it is Chera. And you know, and that is Chera, yeah. Also, it's Boston, and yeah. And let's see how what let's see what what has Marshawn gotten away with this year so far. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say gotten away with because there have been punishments that have been meted out, but um, not by his team. So maybe we don't know what goes on in the room. That's true. There's been there's been no you know sneaking out of you know oh well it's been reported that so and so sat Marshan down and I think you know some of that is probably also because Chara's not there. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, Giroux, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I kind of start to think he's not going anywhere, but I'd like to see him go somewhere and have a good, healthy cup run. You know, could he be the modern day, uh, modern day, present day Simone Gagne? He's not going to be the major impact, but he'll do well enough in, for a playoff team and make a run. Yeah, running down Just that like, cup room. Yeah. Also, soon we're going to be without Thornton. We're going to be without uh, um, what's his face in Toronto who went crazy, and that's why I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, Jason Spezza. We need new old guys without a cup. And until Giroux shaves again, uh, he just looks old. <laughs> so the he's next... my new old guy without a cup. New old guy without a cup, the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the obvious answer is Giroux's going to the Islanders because why not? Just up the road from home. Philadelphia, that is. <laughs> Maybe doesn't have to move all of his stuff. Hell, he probably lives in South Jersey, so it's even less of a commute. Yeah, they all live in South Jersey, yeah, I think. They all, Voorhees. Yeah. Yep. Gentlemen, Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, God, no, I don't. New Jersey? I... <sighs> You know, maybe get some no, little see, bit of, a little bit of veteran depth. I could center. see him signing with New Jersey in the summer. Trading for him? More likely to stay in Philly than I think finish this season with the Devils. Yeah, and I think the Islanders are so far out right now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign off on a deal to go to them. They'd have to be a hell of a lot closer to a playoff spot. Yes, but could you see Chuck Fletcher doing something to offload or take on one of Islanders' many, <clears throat> many, uh, many big ticket contracts or, or long term contracts like a. J.G. Pajot. Take on someone just slightly younger and whose contract might finish before Sean Couturier's, but... I don't think they want to dump J.G. Pajot. Oh, I don't, I'm not saying that that's lose. I mean, that's a lot of... Motive here, but... But I could see Lou pulling something like this off. See, that'd be to me. That's a lateral move. You know, it doesn't buy you anything. It doesn't make you any better. It doesn't make you any worse. It leaves you exactly where you are. Wait, I mean, are you describing the two thousands Minnesota Wild? Uh, the two thousand through two thousand tens Minnesota Wild. Yes. Yeah. Who Who is their general manager? Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, but that's not Lou. No, Lou's just doing it to get something off his book so he can do something even wilder. Because, you know, he's got Parise and and, uh, Andy Green and and a couple other defensemen. I'm going to pull up this YouTube video of a relaxing campfire (laughs) at the beach. A river. Ah, okay. Oh, that looks like it's somewhere up here. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cold. <laughs> no, but the, but it's a big. It, there's a big, beautiful campfire, and it's a gorgeous, multicolored sunset by a lake. Oh, I thought you meant at the ocean, one of those bonfires when people go uh, clamming. No. Okay, I'm calm hmm. now. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it up, though, in case the conversation starts turning weird again. 
our conversation turning oh. weird? <laughs> what? That could never happen. That could never happen. Hey, since, uh, you know, everything that happened since our last show, let's stand up and give some applause to the Aquilinis. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> Golf clap. They both simultaneously do a lot of stuff and do it too fast. Don't do enough, and they do it too fast. Yes. I, yeah. I think they did the appropriate amount for now, and I, I, I kind of got to, I kind of got to applaud them a little bit on this one. You know, go out and get a coach because you're not going to make any trades in the next two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So go out and get a coach, and the way they, the way they apparently signed the deal is. It's the rest of this season and then an option for next year if, if um, what's out there is to be believed. So you you aren't hamstrung because you don't have a general manager who would want to hire this coach. And then you go out and hire some stability in the front office. Now we can debate whether Jim Rutherford is the right hire for this particular position, but... <clears throat> going out and hiring a president and putting a tag on him saying, okay, you are now authorized to make moves on behalf of a general manager, which we would like you to help us go find one, I think is actually a pretty smart move because that's the one position they need to be a lot more careful with right now. Because that will set the tone for everything else coming afterwards. Someone someone had tweeted, and I don't remember who it was or where the tweet was at this point, but someone had tweeted earlier this week that hiring a couple of um, a couple of people in their 70s for an organization that wants change doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, I, I I won't disagree with that sentiment, but if you're also trying to write a ship that is. Going in circles? Uh, not even going in circles is, you know, still tied to the dock and its engines are in reverse. And, you know, every bad, you know, deadliest catch accident you can think of caused by stupidity on a boat. I you know, kind of don't have a problem with them saying I want somebody in here who's been around the game a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know. Maybe that I think general manager is the linchpin in that organization. And if they go find someone new and let Jim sort of be a guardrail for that person, that's probably a good move. You know, and Boudreaux is Boudreaux. Come on, Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. It's Gabby, you know, the caretaker coach. There used to be a European or an English Premier League coach that was always just, you know, the caretaker coach. If if a team was on its way towards relegation or in that relegation zone, they'd fire their manager and hire this guy, you know, to help him keep out of, of relegation. And the guy seemingly always did it. So he was like, you know, but he never, he could never make it past, like, you know, the season after that or two seasons after that. So... You know, a professional caretaker coach, I think, is what Boudreaux should be. He just sits around, you know, until just, you know, November, December. Somebody's, you know, in somebody's in danger of slipping out of the playoff spots. They need to change something. They go hire Boudreaux. Boudreaux gets them in the playoffs. He's he's it, the he's the roving fire crew for the NHL. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what he does. So, and uh, I was never so happy as I was to also see Elaine Vigneault and Terry and gone. Oh, Vigneault is such an awful coach. I don't care. Uh, oh, no, but he had great record. Sure, give him a Hall of Fame goaltender and he can do things. <laughs> and then talk to me about year two. Exactly. And year three. And, you know, oh, wait, he's never there for year four. Rarely there for year four. Mm-hmm. Give him- there was a reason he had to shave his mustache off at one point. <laughs> <clears throat> he had to trick people into thinking he was someone new. 
such an awful coach. And Terry and you just smelled from miles away. Oh, Story Terry. Terry's so old school that his school was, you know, the school that they built on top of the school that he went to after he burned it down. <laughs> he is, they're just both awful, and you know where they're going to end up. The only place they can. Montreal. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I just don't get about the NHL. I mean, there are a lot of things that I don't get in theory, but are in practice or in theory, but in practice, I understand the decisions. I just don't agree with them. But the thing I don't get about the NHL, generally speaking, is how they don't actually do any kind of assessment when it comes to hiring coaches, GMs, front office people at all. I mean, basically, the only requirement is that they had experience and that's it and it's like well what was their experience what was the context of their experience who was on those teams who you know what what ended up happening on this you know it, it they go into that somewhat when they fire people but not when they hire people it's just oh he has experience he won a stanley cup even though he had basically an all-star roster doing it so he'll be great <laughs> Experience is experience type justification. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like I have a lot of experience doing a lot of things, but no one's going to hire me for them. <laughs> right, right there with you. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't. It's, it's, and I know part of it is because they have what they see as their limited hiring pool, which is basically everybody that either has played hockey or has worked in hockey and, or, and I'm sorry, played in the NHL or worked in the NHL because very few people come out from other leagues, most often the AHL, but even then those are few and far between.
now back to our regularly scheduled programming after the power went out. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not an excuse used by board teams that are struggling despite everyone on the outside realizing they were going to struggle. Well, the power just went out. Our computer <laughs> systems. That's why our numbers are different. Our servers have just totally crashed and we can't recover anything. So that's our excuse. We didn't realize our builds, our build processes Thank just stalled. I, I think I think the uh, appropriate team that would be using that is Arizona. We well, hit, except we hit, we hit remit payment and the power went out before you know. We, you know, it, it accepted it, but I don't know. Yes, as you see, you know, camera turns and you see the guy with the plug in his hand. With an evil little <laughs> grin of hee hee hee. God, I love Airplane. <clears throat> it's such an awesome movie. Mm. So, um, Arizona. Previously on 3B3 podcast before the power went out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were stating about the um, essentially background checks experiences for just not, not even background checks so much as just like reviewing resumes. They don't. I swear to God, they just like. Oh, yeah, I know you used to play for this team and this team. Let's do a quick Wikipedia search. Yeah, you used to play for this team and this team. Okay, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not even like looking to see how they did with that team or the other team. It's just that they did it. Now, I know this is a wild concept because it might involve, oh, forgive me. Um, hockey men spending money. <gasps> Whoa there! Don't, don't some of the organizations that they run outside of the hockey sphere work with? Oh, I don't know, headhunters and kind of already have a, a a a grasp on available talent that they may or may not want to bring into their organization. Like being two or three steps into the process. I'm not even going to say ahead. Just into the process. Well, that, yeah, I'm sure they do, but that doesn't apply to, um, you know, VP of operations, general manager, coaching staff. Well, I'm, sure that, that I'm sure that applies to like 30, everybody else. Well, I mean, given the pool of 32 names, they should at least have the list of guys not currently working. Right, and I guess it just took Vancouver a month to dig dig up two of them. But that's the thing, though, is that they're just looking at who's not working. They're not looking at why they're not working. <clears throat> you know, it's like, well, why have you had these this many? So so you apply to a job in the real world. You give someone your resume and they start asking about why you have a you know, six month gap in your work history. Right. Yeah. And um, you have to justify why you have a six month gap in your work history. And then on top of that, you have to justify, you know, why if you happen to have been fired and you actually put that on your resume, why were you fired? You know, what were the circumstances? What what was going on? They do they do do the background check. They do the you know, they call up your references. They call up your previous job, which uh, granted they can't tell, you know, they can't say anything. Right. They can't really say anything except. Yeah, they worked here. But they worked here for these periods of time. But in the NHL, what general managers, coaches, and hockey ops people do is a matter of public record. So you know, that that isn't necessarily a, a thing. So like but it looks like from the outside looking in that basically they see who is not working. And then they decide who would be the best fit for their team. And that's that. They don't actually look back into their coaching or GM history or anything like that, what they did or moves or, and if they do, they don't make that public, which is their right, of course. But, you know, it just seems like from the outside looking in that it's all very arbitrary. Mm. It's all nepotism. They know what they've done. They know what type of coach the person's going to be. 
they know who got fired because they were bad versus who got fired because they were inexperienced versus who got fired because the composition of the team sucked and, you know, they needed a change. You know, Tra- Travis Cream's a prime example. It's, everyone keeps saying, oh, he'll find a job, you know. He, he, can, he can grab a job the minute one opens that he wants type thing mm-hmm. because nobody believes... No, it's, it's it's been projected in such a manner that he was not fired because he was a bad coach. He was fired because it was a bad team. And you can't fire, you know, 23 players. So, right. You know, and that's that's the subject, right? And then it's all nepotism. Well, I think after the first of the year, maybe. Uh... One Mr. Jim Rutherford would challenge the I can't trade or fire 23 players. One of the few things he hasn't done in his Hall of Fame career. So you're telling me he's going to pull the old um, Howard Ballard and um, (laughs) Pocklington Pocklington deal where they just swap teams? Why not? Can we do that, please? We we need some more craziness in this uh, in this NHL season. Why not? The only plus side to hiring Rutherford at this point in his career, he doesn't have to do it because he needs to. He's just bored, and when he gets bored, he makes the uh, makes the league a little more fun. Oh, making the league a little more fun. Isn't that illegal? At least that seems like uh, some people might think. You know, as someone who generally defends John Tortorella, he, <laughs> he, can go to, he can go pound sand with that comment. You know, that's just... Oh, and, and the pearl clutching from the community. It's just like, this is why their game can't grow, because of dinosaurs like this. Yeah, how dare he have a different opinion from you? You just disagree with it and move on with your lives. You know, he is one out of, I don't know, a hundred people that said he didn't like the Trevor Zegers play, the Trevor Zegers Sonny Milano play. Okay, so? You want you, you know how we got here in the first place? We made an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. So you think making an echo chamber of people that agree with you is going to solve the problems of the people that you don't agree with? Okay, make an echo chamber and tell me how well that works for you. It's very similar to how people who have favorite television shows just seem to neglect all the garbage episodes that were released along with the hits. Hey, uh, but enough about Friends. Mm. I said hits. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Enough. I was specifically uh, thinking Animaniacs because we've been rewatching the old ones again. And oh yeah, there were some misses. There's some misses. It happens. Basically, he should have said his comment. Everyone will call it stupid for 30 minutes and then into conversation. But here we are. We've got think pieces. Many, many days. <laughs> I've heard more think pieces than I've watched the highlight of Sonny Milano's goal. Yes, I said Sonny Milano's goal because um, he put it in the net. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. And, and honestly, what he did was more impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we've seen Pavel Datsuk do the over the debt flip pass. And it didn't work. No, because he didn't have someone with the hand-eye coordination of a Sonny Milano on the other side. Exactly. And you know what? Perfect situation. It happened. Two people just put a great thing together, and it was fun. Linked up, the stars aligned, and bada-boom, bada-bing. And it grew the game. It grew something anyway. Lots of controversy that's been manufactured. (laughs) Exactly. Because one person said something. Uh, Like I said, a hundred other people were like, oh my God, this is awesome. One person says something and that becomes a headline. Oh, for crying out loud, just let it go. You know, even the other quote unquote dinosaurs, like Barry Melrose, you know, those types of guys, they all said they loved it. So why are we focusing on Tortorella, who says he didn't? Because okay. Torts is a controversial figure, and people, and you know, and you get just, clicks. <sighs> you get clicks if you like start like talking about Tortorella. 
You are well, not change anyone's mind about him. Those that hate him are always going to hate him. I know. But he's a dinosaur worth keeping around. I don't think. Can we say that? I don't think he's that much of a dinosaur. No, he's not. But I mean, you know, I, I do have to fit, wonder. He I fits do. NHL's okay. narrow terms. Yes, he does. Of a role. I do have to wonder it being towards. I mean, I'm sure that, that he believed a kernel of it, and that's why he said it. But at the same time, he enjoys being a controversial figure. And, you know? Oh, he I, doesn't shy away from that. So how much of that was him just, like, living up to his, like, reputation? You you know he loves tweaking people. Yeah. It's like, does he really believe that was bad for the game? I don't know. But did he say it because it was going to make, like, headlines? Maybe. You know? Yeah. And, yes, we can all admit no one's pulling that goal off in a playoff game. But in the slog of a regular season, go for it. Most people aren't going to pull that off during the slog of the regular season. <laughs> so I don't even know why there's controversy about it because, you know, it's going to be pretty impossible for most players to, like, do it. And even if they give it a try, well, that's going to create all kinds of opportunities for, like, anyone around the net, which makes the game more exciting anyway, right? Yeah, and watching the Anaheim Ducks a few nights later taking on the defensive stalwarts of the – I'm sorry, my paper says here the Pittsburgh Penguins and getting shut out by them. Yes, try whatever you need to to get a goal on the board. That's kind of the object of the game. The object of the game is to score more than the opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and doesn't say how. <laughs> and when the Ducks have struggled to score as of late, try something a little different. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit biased because... I grew up a football fan and not just a football fan, but a football fan in the Pacific Northwest where there is a long and storied tradition of trick plays. Cause we had no talent to do anything else. Right. And, <laughs> and even, and because it was something that had been long established, even after teams came in that had talent still kind of did it every once in a while, just as a nod to previous teams. But so, so like trick plays, I like. So I may be biased. And hey, who did they pull it off on? Who cares? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, know your opponent, and they were playing the Buffalo Sabers. Well, yeah, that's yeah. You know, that's like I said, who cares? Is that the Buffalo Sabers motto? Um, <clears throat> like I retweeted it, and you know what? I and and my comment, I think, sums up exactly where I stand on the whole thing. It's evolution, baby. We've talked about, you know, after after Svechnikov pulled off the 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 Svech trick, which is back-to-back games with the Michigan. We I know we had a conversation about finding other ways, you know, interesting ways to score and and pulling out some of these types of things because of the way the game is played. The puck sits on the ice, which means that you now have an angle of ascent as well as the angles of the open net that you have to worry about. And the goaltenders have gotten very good about cutting down the angle ascent, the angle of ascent of the puck so it can't reach the corners because it has to come up from ice level, you know, and then managing the position of themselves in the net to cut down the visibility of this. So how do you change that? You change the angle of the puck when it is launched. Boom. That was a prime example of it. It's evolution. You know, we've seen the the uptick in the number of the between the legs stuff. You know, that's almost become commonplace now. Right? And when Merrick Malik did it, the, you know, the the big shootout goal, um, you know, it was, oh, my God. And then it took a while for someone else to pull it off again. And now, you know, Matthew Kachuk's, you know, done one-timers and score, you know, done between-the-leg one-timers and, you know, done number of, had a number of goals scored by, you see other guys, you know, Matt Barzell, you've seen other guys making passes using, you know, so it's become commonplace. It's evolution, baby. I mean, and again, if people are, are attempting those things in game situations... And they happen to 
not get it right. You know, what, what are the, what are the fun things that happen in hockey games? It's everybody trying to capitalize on mistakes, right? Yeah. And the bigger the mistake, the more exciting it tends to be. It's like, oh, they had a turnover, you know, right in the crease and boom, they have a goal. The other team got a goal and you're like, wow. And, and so, yeah, it's like, let them, let them without prejudice, <laughs> let them like play and, and make all the fun, tricky things they want to attempt, and let us enjoy it. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, you, you knew you knew it was game over for the naysayers on the Spechnikov goal when, you know, the the white bread of whitest breads and mayonnaise of mayonnaise, Sidney Crosby tried to do one on the backhand. Mm-hmm. You know, that that now you know, did anyone decry him doing it? Of course not. Sidney Crosby. (laughs) And if Crosby was the first to do it, would they have called it the Miracle Whip? Um, No, because that has too much tang. Um, tang. Uh, (laughs) Good point, good point. I knew something felt off about that name. You know, it'd be the the Hellman. It'd be the Hellman, you know, Uh, the Hellman Huck or something. (sighs) Or the, the best foods backhand. No, it'd be Hellman's uh, here. Well, yeah, because it's east of the Mississippi, right? Yeah, right. I got nothing else. What was... We had the Board of Governors stuff this week. And a whole lot of nothing came out of it. Yes, I am Board of Governors. (laughs) No, no, some very interesting things came out of it, Pat. You know, where they said there's no problem with the coyotes, we'll deal with that problem tomorrow. <laughs> well, which one is it? <laughs> yes. There is no problem, but we're going to deal with it tomorrow. I mean, it's just that and, and, you know, Gary got a little cheeky a couple times. Well, Gary's He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, but is this... One thing says jobs in the balance. Yeah. Well, when they're bringing on venture capital firms to take minority shares and multiple teams, yeah. Um, they're just they're just securing. They're securing the bag, but we're also one uh, one Jeremy Jacobs away from uh, flipping the power structures. No, I, I don't. Uh, you don't. No. Because they're gonna, they're following the exact same model as baseball and. Um, oh dear God, no! Stop. Basketball, well, ba- baseball, basketball, and football. As far basketball as is fine, but let's not follow the example of baseball. The, you the legal, base- the legal U.S. monopoly that is Major League Baseball. This is true. You mean baseball's following the NHL's lead by having a lockout, right? Um, well, of course, it's a it's a lockout. It's, I don't. Gary, you know, Gary Batman has the term. Uh, excuse me, uh, work stoppage. What he would trademark. That's why they have to call it a lockout. Because of Gary. Hmm. Wonder if they talked to him first before they actually did it. Wow. <laughs> So do you have anything to recommend? Do you have any recommendations for us, Gary? Because we're going to do this, and you've done it a few times already. <laughs> Not by choice. <laughs> uh-huh. It's never, quote-unquote, by choice. <laughs> um, He's just a good employee who does what his bosses tell him to. Yes, exactly. And speaking of, of choice, oh, my God, the verbiage and how they just laid the whole Olympic thing at the player's feet just threw that flaming bag of dog turd right on the doorstep of the NHLPA and said, basically, it's your guys' choice. You, you you know, here are the rules. You guys decide whether you want to go or not because we're going to force you to make the decision. And either way, we don't look bad. Because mm-hmm. if you decide to go and a number of players, you know, are, are having to quarantine afterwards sure the owners are going to be mad but it was your guys' decision setting it up nicely for the next oh, they, cba aren't they they are they totally are i mean they that is the, that is the ultimate you know parental move right 
I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's your choice, but you're not going to win either way. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, more talk of a World Cup of Hockey comes out of the woodworks from right? members of the press. Interesting right? how that happens. Yeah, it's all, it's almost like Pierre Lebrun's a plant. I don't know if it was he who brought up the question. Well, most likely. I mean, he certainly broached the subject. I don't know if he was first. But, but then again, he's not in Ottawa with his best buddy, Claude Giroux, at the moment. So this is true. But let us also take a moment to raise your hand if the minute you heard a French-Canadian accent at that press conference, you knew exactly what the question was going to be. Okay, that's everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, um, uh, how do you think you are going to, you know, uh, uh, handle a meeting with the prime minister? Just like the prime minister, holy crap! I don't think Trudeau's in on getting a team to Quebec, but you go, girl. <laughs> yeah. You know who expected three questions about Quebec? And everyone put your hands down. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Especially after everyone. what what they what the um, Quebec government was doing what yes. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they can read a calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, look, the provincial elections are coming up soon. And oh, hey, the NHL holds its board of governors meeting around this time too. Huh. Wonder if we can start, you know, stoking the fires a little bit. Yes, I'm, oh, still, watching oh, that, oh, I'm and, still watching that campfire video. And Arizona seems to have financial issues. No, Arizona's not a problem, but we'll deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And they just they don't have issues, they're just uh stubborn billionaires. Mm, who seems to, to do things their, their way. Who yeah. seems to ignore the mail that they get when uh when you know, governments are asking for their taxes. <laughs> mm. Oh, we I'm had not, no idea. Yeah, so you've got yeah. a pile of like bills sitting right there. <laughs> we, we no says we have to pay them. All I really had to say was we were challenging the assessment of the taxes that were owed. Would anyone believe them? No. Would it, so, you know, that's a hell of a lot better excuse than it was human error. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's, well, the, er- love of God. the error wasn't in the lack of payment. It was the uh, lack of spending it first. Or the lack or thinking or the error was thinking, damn it, I thought they weren't going to catch us. <laughs> no. It's... What, do I, what do I always say when it comes to taxes? They always get their money. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to continue to sit here and stare at this campfire. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a beautiful, you know, it's in 4K and it's, you know. Is that the link that you dropped uh, earlier? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in the chat. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't opened that up yet. Maybe, maybe we should post it in the show notes. That way everybody, you know... <laughs> can open it up and stream along as they're watching. <laughs> it is listening. a nice campfire. I, I it agree. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> kind of has that, that San Juan Islands look about it. You see, I, I swear, I think it's somewhere up here. It just looks like somewhere up here. Anyway, uh, okay, someone get us out of here. <laughs> okay. I have an interesting one for you. Dun, dun, dun. There's this little company called uh, Oakview Group. You may have heard of them. They, 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 they've they had like a dalliance, so, you know, a little side business. They, they've done some work adjacent to the league. And there's some, there's some noise going around that, oh, they, they might be looking to do a little work in Hamilton, Ontario. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you know they have a they have an arena in that in that vicinity that region of Ontario certain distance from certain metropolitan area that may or may not skirt you know 
oh, what is it? Local um, territorial domains. Yes, they they might be just outside, and you know, should uh, should there ever need to be a new project, a new place to have a preseason game, you know. <gasps> Oakview Group could, you know, spruce up a project if you needed. Hmm. Like a craft hockeyville type thing, Pat? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Except just on steroids or. Well, maybe it's more likely to be played in late November than it is in, say, late September. Oh. Hmm. So, let me pose it to you then. Let me pose it like this. Um, name a city you would like to see the Oakview Group work in to build a facility suitable for preseason hockey. Um, that'd be nice to hear instead of Quebec City, Houston, Kansas City for a change. This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.